this nation has there are been. four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline in the dollar. For lack of a better word. Late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Well, good morning, good morning. You are listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on radio. I'm Nick Antonucci, research analyst, joined today by Casey Smith and DJ Barker, um, both visiting from our P&I department, managing associates. Hello, hello. Thanks for being here, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Unfortunately, you have to come in on a, a week filled with headlines and volatility, most of it oh, unfortunate. It's yeah. exciting stuff. If, if you're going to be on the radio, then this is uh, you want this it to is be the when week to do it. Chaos. Exactly right. It's craziness out there. Mass sell-offs. Not really. Today's Thursday when we're recording this. The Dow has been down 200 points at one point today, but really, um, it, it's nothing that we think you should panic about. It's time to panic, um, man. Sell everything. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Push the button. Sell it all. Yeah, I wish we had the the Kramer sell. <laughs> and that was KC. That was KC, folks. Thanks so much for joining us. That's right. <laughs> Back to this will be my last radio show. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, the market's down today, but if you take a look at the week as a whole, we're about flat. We're down two to five basis points mm-hmm. against what KC, you and I said would be the outcome of this week's market movement. We both called for an up week last week. Um, but is there's still flat? Friday. Is it seriously flat? Yeah. Yeah. So and that's the thing that, that you know, everyone's. You're right. It's not. It's, it's we got tomorrow. That's it's right. going to be up True. tomorrow, and we can still. Everyone's going to take a deep breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can still be right. Exactly. Um, Market's still up 10.37 percent on the year, though. I mean, we're still. Everybody's starting to get a little uneasy. Um, probably rightfully so. There's a lot of political uh, issues, if you will. Uh, a lot happening. A lot of rhetoric. You know, we talked last week about. North Korea and and the the war of words with Trump and Kim Jong Un and um, unfortunately it's moved domestic focus it's moved you know domestic focus. turbulence within our own government yeah. not that that's really too different but I guess the level of tension has has kind of reached a new high unfortunately uh, the yeah. events in Charlottesville right um, some comments out of Trump and then subsequently you had uh, two committees disbanded uh, you know yeah, they were disbanded but, but I don't really think. <laughs> They were going to exist much longer when you have so many members leaving exactly. yeah. the various right. committees anyway. Sort of the official disbanding. And, On and Twitter. The, right. Yeah. Everything's happening through Twitter now. Exactly. And then, unfortunately, the today you had the attacks in Barcelona, the yes. attack in Barcelona. Last report I read, 13 dead, yeah. uh, 50 or more injured. So, um, you know, yes. hearts go out to them, anyone affected. Absolutely. But, you know, that is driving a lot of the market's volatility today. You have the VIX, the VIX excuse me, back above 14. But... You can't solely blame the events in, in Spain. You had uh, markets indicating a negative open prior to that happening. Some earnings reports out of some tech companies, Cisco, NetApp, some retailers, uh, Walmart, Walmart, limited reported. brands. And Walmart's report actually was pretty good. It we'll talk about good. that um, a little bit later. But, you know, you can't attribute all of this to, you know, the political headlines and, and the terror attack. Yeah, I think uh, the market we, was down you know, to begin with. We talked yeah. last week a little bit about what, what drives the market in the short term versus the long term. And, and this week is sort of an, a good indicator of that. I mean, you've seen a lot of turbulence politically, a lot of turbulence uh, with terror attacks, things that are, are kind of not necessarily economically related, but definitely having an impact on the markets. And then earnings coming out and, you know, nothing surprising, really. No, no uh, 
No, in fact, negative. earnings season as a whole, you know, we talk about this most weeks. Yeah. It's about wrapped up now, but you're looking at almost 10% earnings growth for the second quarter. Right. So, you know, solid earnings season. It's Absolutely. like we talked about prior to coming on the air. Sentiment may be starting to turn a little bit negative, but the fundamentals in terms of economics remain intact, you yeah. know. There, there's no huge concerns looming. We have some, you know, lack of inflation, but other than that, nothing looks tremendously negative. But as you said, Casey, these headlines can absolutely, you know, overflow into the market and drive drive moves there. Yeah, and I think that you know the biggest concern, at least where I'm sitting it, it, at this point, is the debt ceiling debate and yeah. how what is that going to do to the market? How are we going to end up um, if they? If because of the political environment being such a mess right now, um, you know, there's a lot of infighting with the Republicans and the White House can't get along with anybody. And not to mention now you have the Republicans butting heads with big business, which has historically not been the case. Not been. There's like a a new normal of businesses, you know, taking the side of, I guess, social issues that is varied and, and really they've taken more of an interest than they ever have in the past. Right. Yeah, you're seeing those, they probably those, are on the same page still, but yeah, you're right. The, the big business colliding with some of the the social aspects is an unusual convergence that we haven't seen before, uh, or at least not to this extent. So, a lot of things happening. The debt ceiling debate coming up is is going to definitely drive the market. What if you know if they if they end up not being able to raise the debt ceiling, uh, that's where I see possibly some big time issues coming. Yeah, absolutely. And and in fact, this week we got some Fed minutes on Wednesday and basically what they discussed is they're not really sure when they're going to make their next move in terms of raising interest rates. Right. Um, if you look at the implied probability on the Bloomberg, it's saying March at the earliest, but the Fed's kind of giving themselves an out here saying, you know, we have the debt ceiling issue that may or may not get passed. So we have an out there. Then you have uh, the ECB, if you want to look abroad in in terms of uh, uh, policy, they're not sure if now's the time for them to start unwinding, not unwinding their balance sheet, but um, their stimulus program, winding that down, because you've yet to see inflation there as well, the same issue we're seeing here domestically. So yeah, it's hard to know what the Fed is thinking. And I think they're confused as well. I mean, you see a lot of uh, disagreement among the, the Fed members uh, as to how things are going to shake out. And like you said, Nick, they've given themselves an out saying that the uh, they said in the minutes from last month that the process would begin uh, in terms of winding down the balance sheet. September. Uh, absent a significant adverse development in the economy or financial markets. So what the heck does that mean? Yeah. I mean, that, that's basically saying we may or may not do this, uh, just depending on what happens in the next few weeks. Yeah, certainly if you see a sell-off related to the debt ceiling or something, some other unforeseen uh, event. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and we've been there's, saying there's for, no way they're going to jump to it. For uh, I mean, the last few months we've been been talking about our concern is that the the rally's a little more long in the tooth. The last time we had a 20% decline was 2011. Is that right? Yeah. So that was a, around the last debt ceiling debate. Yeah, when we got downgraded, <laughs> when the, the debt was downgraded, and if that that could very easily happen again. Absolutely. Uh, and, and considering that. Even though the fundamentals don't appear to be changing, they're still relatively strong. The earnings have coming, are coming back growing, uh, which is what you want to see. The, the political environment right now is, is getting a little scary. There's not been any movement on the, the ability of Congress to pass a whole lot of legislation of any significance. So now or do you have some sentiment changing in the market as far as tax reform, as far as uh, being able to pass some of the uh, regulation 
right. reduction that, that they, was promised with the Trump administration. So, healthcare tax a of, reform, a lot of uh, uncertain activity going on right now. Absolutely, and and pause. you know, it's as you guys mentioned, you've had clients calling up asking our opinion, and it kind of goes back to our ten ten year rule philosophy. And you know, you need to make sure that you have ten years worth of liquidity. Yeah, and, and I just just had this conversation with a client, uh, and he's probably listening to the show, but just wanted to you know talk about what what does he need to be doing to position his portfolio in case we do get into a, a bad market, which is seeming to be more and more likely. Um, and you know this conversation is the same: is make sure you've got enough liquidity on hand. Uh, this, his situation was a little bit different, but not that unique from a lot of our clients, which is how do you balance out? I need to sell for liquidity, but I'm going to have to pay taxes to do that. And our answer would be, you know, yeah, you're going to have to pay some taxes, but it's more important to make sure that you're covered for that liquidity because sure. you don't know what will happen in, in the long term or in the intermediate term. Yeah, I think in a 10-year period, the market's going to recover, but in, in, in between that, you don't really know. Right. And it's, you know, we've we've talked about this a few in an episode probably a few months ago. If you're that concerned, it's probably time for you to reevaluate your portfolio allocation and your risk tolerance. And maybe it is some time, you know, the time you take some money off the table in terms of putting that in fixed. Um, so, you know, call your advisor, call us if you have questions. Um, and and it's it's a it's a situation you need to continuously monitor. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, uh, as you get closer to retirement as you get closer to starting to need money from your portfolio it becomes a bigger pressing concern for you um but uh, you know it, that's not to say that you don't need to always monitor this kind of thing even if it's just to look at rebalancing and maybe getting Absolutely. a little more defensive and some of the things that we've done increasing weightings to healthcare and consumer staples and some of the more defensive industries uh so if we do get into a decline even if you're 100 percent equity you should be a little bit less volatile hopefully than the market as a whole all right, guys, let's switch gears here, cover some of the economic releases from the past week. We'll kick it off uh, with last Friday. We had inflation reading. Uh, consumer price index followed a producer price index. Inflation continues to come in light, as was the same case with the uh, producer price index. CPI rose just 0.1% in July, which was uh, below consensus forecast for a 0.2% increase. Food prices edged higher, while big shock energy CPI slipped excluding food and energy. So the core CPI, which is really what's more closely looked at, um, rose a whopping 0.1% in yeah. line with the uh, the trend. Year-over-year, yeah. um, year, core and headline are both up 1.7%. Uh, Tuesday, latest retail sales data. saw retail sales rebound in July, so good news there. Kind of suggests a stronger consumer spending pattern than previously thought. July sales growth of 0.6% exceeded expectations, and June performance was also revised up from a 0.2% decline to 0.3% growth. Um, Non-store retailers were among the leaders, uh, highlighted by Amazon Prime Day. Yeah, no shock that. here, you're seeing electron, or e-commerce carry consumer spending. I mean, that's just what, the way the trends are moving. So Prime Day was a, uh, was a, a success, I guess. I, I guess so, yeah. I didn't see the numbers, but um, interesting that Prime Day was lifting some of the uh, non-store retailers. Yeah, exactly. The tractors, yeah, gasoline stations fell 0.4%. Apparel and electronic and appliance stores um, were also down. Core sales, excluding auto dealers and gas, were up 0.5% um, after they rose a 0.3% in June. So in July, sales were 4.2% above their year-ago level. So consumer spending, uh, looking at retail sales numbers, still looks fairly strong, especially over last year. And that's good because Christmas trees are going to start going out into the stores. So Yeah, before you know it. It's Christmas in July, and now we're... 
Well, I'm seeing I'm seeing Halloween stuff already. Oh yeah, so yeah. It's I, I and then you know, like closer. as soon as that's over, it's it's Christmas. 100 miles an hour. Oh yeah, yeah. So Thanksgiving it just gets overlooked. Poor it really thing. does. Well, Damn. I still love you, Thanksgiving. And Black Friday. That's where you'll spend <laughs> That's it. Right. spending will come That's in there. The... Uh, MBA mortgage applications on Wednesday, our weekly uh, reading there, increased marginally. Most rates held about steady. You had overall the index up 0.1%, driven by the refinance portion of the index, which was 1.6% higher. Purchases was down 1.5%. Housing starts, uh, another disappointing month for residential construction, uh, was led primarily by multifamily construction. Saw a drop-off there. Overall, housing starts fell 4.8% below June totals and are 5.6% below starts from July 2016. But um, well, we've seen a lot of multifamily pick up over the past five, eight years. Yeah, it really whatever seems like period it's you 2012 want to look at. Yeah, been, been pretty hot. Yeah, so uh, honestly, it's not too surprising there. Uh, you know, single-family homes still look to be doing all right. As we mentioned earlier, we had FOMC minutes on Wednesday. We touched on that. Don't know when the next rate hike is going to come. Seems the focus is more on unwinding the balance sheet. Then on uh, Thursday, we got jobless claims. Our weekly number, again, jobless claims um, fell 12,232,000. We always look at the four-week moving average, which trend remains solid, near about 240,000. Finally, we add industrial production as well on Thursday, gained 0.2% in July, which was slightly lower than consensus, but it's a sixth straight month of, uh, that the index did not decline. So all in all, for the manufacturing side there, it looks pretty positive. I guess it's worth touching on here, guys, some of the earnings we mentioned earlier. I want to just focus on Walmart, um, who, I, you know, the stock's down about 2% today, which given the market selling off so, so big, it's not a huge shock. But I thought the results were actually pretty good. You saw sales and earnings both beat consensus expectations. They raised the low end of guidance. They did see margins compress a little bit, but that's because they've kind of been trying to battle Amazon slash prices a little bit. But I think that the highlight of it is that you've seen e-commerce pick up so much. Online transactions were boosted 60%. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. huge number. And and the, the number that, was, that stood out to me, too, was that they posted same-store sales growth at the U.S. locations for the 12th quarter in a row. Yeah, and I mean, when you have a lot of these big retailers that are just seeing – quarter after quarter of decline in foot traffic and same store sales. Well, we've been getting a lot of questions about Walmart. You know, we own it in, in some of our model portfolios and it's, uh, you know, performing well, even though you've got Amazon breathing down their neck. And the, the question is, can they continue to compete with Amazon based on what they're doing with their e-commerce? I mean, it, it seems like they're at least able to kind of go toe to toe, at least as, as well as anybody can expect. Yeah. And they're yeah. being innovative. You know, they're allowing you to shop online and then they'll have everything at those pickup locations yeah. where you can just, just swing drive and right pick in up and... everything. You don't have to go in the store. Yeah. So they are, you know, they're presenting a, a fight against Amazon. Absolutely. One of the few that is. Yeah. Um, You are listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. 
It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.